0: me better than the last me uh-huh. all i been fit was for endless truth and compassion oh, yeah. and whenever they ask it yeah.
1: You just heard "Praising" from the album The Intro by Denise LaShawn. Go check out Denise LaShawn's music on Spotify or any other music site. Hi, my name is Margaret, and you have ventured your way into the Beautiful Collision podcast. I believe when the good and amazing, great parts of your life collide with the bad, messy, and hard parts of your life, they make you into the beautiful and amazing person that you are. On this podcast, you're going to hear stories of people from all walks of life and my hope is that you resonate with some and embrace your own story. All right everybody welcome back to the Beautiful Collision podcast. Um, I'm so glad you're here listening and today I'm so excited for my guest. I know I say that every week but I'm really excited about this one because I love Melinda. Um, So Melinda why don't you introduce yourself and tell people where you're from, what you do,
0: fun fact. Okay. Alright, so uh, again my name is Melinda Rushing and I am from I grew up in Dallas, Texas. Um and so a fu- oh wait what I do. I'm also a social worker mm-hmm. and I am a PhD student right now. Smarty. And uh a fun fact I don't I don't know if this is fun or not, <laughs> but this is something that's important <laughs> to me. Um, I love cinnamon rolls and oh they're like <laughs> they're probably, they're my favorite thing to eat. So if I can eat cinnamon rolls every day i would but then i'd be like morbidly obese
1: so, <laughs> what sparked your love for cinnamon rolls
0: they're good that's it yeah they taste <laughs> good <laughs> that's it. Okay. they taste good yeah do you like making cinnamon rolls or going- i do i do because i i think um i don't know if i've always had this but as i've gotten older like i like gluten does something to me me too so yeah it sucks um so um I've, start, I've been practicing making cinnamon rolls without gluten. They're not as much fun, so I'm like 80% gluten-free. <laughs> I saved 20% so I could still eat things I love, like cinnamon rolls that are good. But anyway, so I started practicing trying to make a cinnamon roll uh-huh. that was um, gluten-free. And uh-huh. there was a lot of failures, but I recently made a sticky bun okay. that was really good. Even my mom said What's she liked it. What's the difference it? between a sticky bun and a cinnamon roll? Uh, so a cinnamon roll is like... It's real, like okay. Cinnamon roll has like icing over it. It could be like cream cheese or okay. like, royal icing, something like that. And then a sticky bun usually has like a caramel sauce over it and nuts. Mm-hmm. And so like you kinda put the cinnamon roll, like the bread of it in this like caramel sauce that you make and then you bake it. So it kinda just gets all ooey and gooey and it's really good. So I think the the um sticky bun was a success. <laughs> okay. The cinnamon rolls have not not. Been a success. But that's why I'm 80-20, because 80, I have 20% of the time <laughs> I, eat, I eat cinnamon rolls. And then just go lie down, it afterwards. Just, no, I, I mean, it doesn't. it's not, lying down is not going to fix it. It's going <laughs> like, to hurt, but it's okay, because it's a, it's it's a, a cinnamon, cinnamon roll, and we don't do it that often. So it's cool. Do
1: you have a favorite cinnamon roll restaurant? Yes. In Houston. Yes,
0: River Oaks Donuts. I okay. highly recommend. I'm not a part of their promo team, but <laughs> I highly recommend. If you had to go with the cinnamon roll, oh wait, if you want to take my advice, Mm-hmm. With my exploration of the best cinnamon rolls in Houston, I would go with River Oak Cinnamon Roll because when they're cheap, it's like a dollar something, maybe two. Them. and then they're huge. They're bigger than the Cinnabon cinnamon roll. <laughs> and they're like thick and handmade. It has this little crumble inside of it too. So yeah. But you have to order it ahead of time. Okay. So they used to like make enough for the day, uh-huh. but now like you have to call them ahead of time to order it. Um, and then you just go back up there and pick it up. So one of the, I, I took this shift for this girl at my job once and she was like, oh, Melinda, thank you so much. What, what can I get for you? And I was like, I want a cinnamon roll for River Oaks. <laughs> and that girl gave me, she brought me two. So I was like, dang, what other shift that's do you need luck. me to take? <laughs> I'll take what, what shift, what other shift do you need to take? Oh,
1: uh, that's funny. That's, I've never yeah. been there. I need to go actually.
0: No, you do. Yes. Yeah, c- uh, not cinnamon roll. What is it called? River um, Oaks. Yeah. River Oaks Donuts. I call in advance. Or if order you in want advance. a cinnamon roll okay. like Everything else you can get on mm-hmm. the spot But mm-hmm. the cinnamon roll You gotta call in advance to get that We are really making people hungry <laughs> on this. We so- feel like the first 15 minutes <laughs> hey, but, that's
1: a, <laughs> but that's a quality thing to talk about Okay, okay so what brought So we're in Houston now clearly
0: yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So what brought you to Houston From Dallas
0: besides Houston being awesome I would not It wasn't Houston being <laughs> awesome <laughs> Because I, I don't know who's listening. So I don't want to I have people anybody. in Dallas listening and Houston. You okay. can
1: offend. I don't want to offend anybody. Because I'm going to claim Houston all the time. I mean, so. you should.
0: You're from Houston. So <laughs> it makes sense. But I will probably never uh, claim to be a Houstonian because I do not... I do not align with the Houston ways. Oh. A lot of the Houston ways. <laughs> what does that even mean? Um, so the way that y'all drive is terrible. Oh. And it's very it's very self centered, I feel. As because, as if Dallas is any better? Dallas is better. But okay. I mean and then also <laughs> uh it's very, very hot. Um I'll give you that. It's extremely hot. I'll give you it's that. It's not the same heat as in Dallas. Okay, I'll give you that. And it's so big, like, I mean, it, you just like you everything you do is by it has to be by you because uh-huh. it's, it's so much it's it's so much but, but the
1: restaurant scene
0: is better than the houston. restaurant yes okay. i agree yes the restaurant scene is better than houston a lot of major events come but the major events are a problem because it's too many people already it's so <laughs> even more people in here anyways i think the heat is the my greatest like struggle in houston because it's so hot and now that you know hurricanes are coming all the time <laughs> that's a little dramatic <laughs> houston floods every time it sprinkles. So, no that's true yeah so those I, maybe it's like more climate the climate okay. of the city is really it, it's really hard for me but i met some great people but anyways the question was why did i come here um so i came for a school okay after i graduated from high school so where did you and go to school i went to wait what college yeah where'd you go to college i went to university of houston okay and um so what well i was just so young and dumb when i was (laughs) was looking for schools and and, um (laughs) the u of h came to my my high school okay and i was i was becoming more interested in psychology Mm -hmm. and so i didn't know much about college because my mom hadn't gone i had an older sister that went but she was still no maybe she was maybe she had just recently graduated but i was just kind of trying to figure out things on my own or where to go right and uh, so the rep from U of H was like, "Oh yeah, we have a great psych program." And I was like, "Oh, I bet, cool." So because I was in the top ten percent of my class, um, I could pretty much in Texas, I could apply to any school. Oh yeah, the I was apply like, to yeah. Texas thing. Yeah, and I was going to get in. So I was like, "Oh yeah, they said Houston is like one of the leading psychology programs." Lies. It's, <laughs> <laughs> and It's like yeah, you know about. And I honestly, before I did not know anything about Houston, mm-hmm. so I was very kind of small minded. I didn't know it was a large city. I had never been, I knew about Austin because that's our capital, but I didn't, I just didn't know anything about Have you really cities. ventured outside of Dallas? I mean, not before, but prior to um, like come, going off to college, no, I had not. I just been, I had been to Austin and San Antonio. Okay. So I didn't know about, I'm I mean, so- in history you learn about cities, but I had never known anything right. about other cities or whatever so you literally never set
1: foot here till you went to college
0: Mm, right interesting and um then my family's from Atlanta so they're not they're from Georgia so they're not from Texas so it was just my immediate family and we didn't know we didn't have a lot of like family connections and roots in Texas so we just knew where we were which was Dallas but anywho so um I took I that was the only school that I applied for let's just say God wanted me to do that because (laughs) (laughs) I was the only school that I applied for Uh of course I got in I came down here and I was <laughs> with, What was your like first? In the first month I okay. was like, man, I gotta get out of this city. <laughs> and, and how many years later been, has it been? Too many. It's been Say like thirteen it. years later. Thirteen and Wait, she's still here. It? What is it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like thirteen years later i know i'm trying to leave my dream is my heart is in chicago that's where i would i want to land at one day but uh, but god has kept her here god has kept me here to meet
1: me specifically yes the uh, the
0: whole purpose of me being here was to meet you you can't go until you meet margaret and i met her podcast the latter half of her time here too so (laughs) i don't know i don't know when i'll leave hopefully i leave one day but anyway so uh so i came here and i haven't left since so um I put I know I know Houston fairly well because I've been here and I've been involved in so much. So I mean, it's not I can't be like this is like like a depressing city and this is like the worst place I could ever be. It's mm-hmm. that's that's not the case. Yeah. I've met and connected with a lot of great people. Yeah. And done fun things or whatever. Um and so so I mean it's not it's not the worst yeah it's just i would like to go someplace else hey i get it no i get get it
1: leaving texas i left texas for college and i lived outside i wish i had
0: done that yeah i'm like now when i talk to people i was like if they're going through their studies i tell them like go like while you're studying try Mm -hmm. different places go to different cities like you can always come back home when you get done if there's opportunities in your in your like hometown just explore like try things so since I didn't explore with my education, because everything has been in Houston, my my bachelor's, my master's, and now my doctorate. I've done them all in Houston. Um, and so, like, my, my way of, like, experiencing the world is just, I guess, travel. I did missions for a while. I wasn't a missionary, but I went on different mission trips. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm uh, an adult, I don't have to go on a mission trip to a foreign trip, so I just... Because <laughs> you <she> have money. <laughs> so I just go, I just go over own and just travel. What's your favorite place that you've ever been travel-wise? Brazil. Brazil, yes. okay. Yes, that was, I want to go back there. Okay. That was the best. That was probably, yeah, that was a really, really fun trip. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you are, a lot of questions for you. So mm-hmm. you... Majors in psychology. Mm-hmm. So I want to know first, quick answer, like what got you into psychology? Like what, or was it just, I'm go like you said, I'm going to college. This seems interesting. Mm-hmm. Or did you actually have some sort of inclination that you wanted to do that?
0: Um, so, um, when I was in high school, my, I guess, I guess I've always been kind of interested in helping people at, to some extent. Right. And then when I was in high school, I took, um, a psych, a AP psych class mm-hmm. And in that class, they started talking about, like, the different, the behavioral, like, the studying people's behavior. Right. And it was really, really interesting. And out of all my AP tests, that was the only one that I passed. <laughs> <laughs> AP test and, is hard. I nah, get that. I just wasn't about that. Like, I don't, like, I don't even feel like taking this test. It's, always, it's hard for me to do stuff I don't want to do. But <laughs> <laughs> That's but, another story for another <laughs> it's day. It's another story, yeah. Um, but anyway, so, but I really, really like that subject. And like understanding why the why behind what people do, mm-hmm. so that got me interested. And then, when I learned about more about what you can, what you can do in that field, I was like, Oh, counseling, that sounds like fun, yeah. I would like to do that. Um, and I was interested in helping uh kids, right? But like, just kind of deal with different issues that go on in their life. So, when I came to college. I went ahead and that was my major and I I never changed my major because from from the beginning I knew that I wanted to yeah. study psychology and like
1: yeah yeah but then you switched transition so you didn't end up being a counselor no you mm-hmm. did social work
0: I did you I mean, got your master's in social work mm-hmm. yeah so but even with social work in that field you mm-hmm. can still do therapy okay and so there's a there's two licenses you can have um, a LMSW Which is kind of You're doing practice And right. then you have A LCSW mm-hmm. Which that's your clinic, I think it's a Licensed clinical Social worker Or something like that um, And so with that one You're able You're trained to do Therapy like On a LPC Okay like, Which is like The psych license right. Level mm-hmm. um, So when I did my Masters I went in And I was like Okay I'm ready I'm going on this Clinical track You know whatever And so like In the first semester I took this research Course we had to take a research course, um, and I was like, oh, man, I'm on the wrong track. I don't want to <laughs> do counseling. I want to do research. Yeah. So, um, but I was already in there, and I, I, I probably could have asked and switched, but I didn't think, I wasn't, I was just naive kind of to what right. opportunities I had as a student or what I could, like, what I can change as a student. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I stayed on the clinical track, um, but, like, I never pursued um, getting, like, a, the LCSW because yeah. I didn't want to do counseling. And then now you're doing your PhD. Now I'm doing. Now I'm finally doing the research I wanted to do. <laughs> and, and do you like it? So, no, I love it. Yeah, okay. I lo- It's hard. It's extremely, extremely hard. Um, so you'll have a doctorate in what? Like public health. Public health. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. So, um, yeah, it is. Uh, I I don't. If I had known, I well, I I don't know if I knew what I knew now. If I would have been so like strong on pursuing a phd because i mean like be it like i really enjoy what i'm learning i enjoy research um i just i love i love the data analysis aspect Mm -hmm. the most really right um but it is very time consuming it's hard if you're working and trying to study um when like a more like in person like if it's an online phd program maybe that'd be a little bit better but i don't know how credible that program would Mm -hmm. be but being that you have to go to class, do this, do these studies, do research, and you're working, it's just, it's a lot to take on Yeah. that um, I did not realize. And f- I was so, I was, all, I'm always naive until I get to the situation.
1: <laughs> Aren't it's we all though? <laughs> I guess
0: so. But I was like, oh, because my master's, my bachelor's, my master's, like I have not had like this a academic like challenge. So all these, these degrees, they weren't hard for me. I was just like, okay whatever you know i'm excelling in the programs but yeah. this phd right here though whoo like this thing <laughs> this this thing is not is not for the um fan part. yeah it's That's not because it's hard it's hard and people are like oh we can't i can't i gotta study and it's like why are you study all the time because i have to like right i can't not study because yeah. the content is so like heavy but this but still i'm going into my third year and uh, hopefully, this will be. I have two more after this summer. Okay. Um, and But I mean, I wouldn't, I say that I wouldn't do it if I had known, but I would have done it because, like, what I'm going to be able to do when I get done, I really, really enjoy. So yeah. it's just kind of like building muscle. Like, you have to go through the breakdown because yeah. you're doing something new. And so, for same thing with this program, like, it's building yeah. this way of thinking in me because I haven't had to think this, on this right. level.
1: Are you, would you say you're passionate about just. So I don't I don't know in your family have people gotten masters PhDs and all that kind of stuff like are you would you say you're passionate about education in general and that's kind of one of the reasons, like for peep just for people to you know get those kind of things or would you say like this was just something personal like would is this something that you would
0: I guess teach young women or stuff to pursue right um. so. Okay, so in my family, I think we have a couple of people that maybe have pursued a master's. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's been too many, though. Um, and then we have, I, I know my dad, he didn't finish his uh, Ph.D. He was getting a Ph.D. in theology. He mm-hmm. didn't complete that. Yeah. He didn't complete that degree. Yeah. But I don't know of another person in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess I have a cousin. Her, mm-hmm. The husband she married. I mean, the guy she married, he has a Ph.D. But anyways... Um, <clears throat> I don't know too many people that have pursued these higher levels of education. Yeah. And so, so what was your motivation? My, yeah, well, my motivation was more of what I need to do to get to what I want to do, what I want to do. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, it wasn't, I mean, yeah, I guess, cause I do like the idea of being called Dr. Rushing, <laughs> but that's not like the driving force though. Right. And, and I do, I like, with my like little strength finders, my yep. top strength is learning. So I love, oh, understanding I did know that What's going on? Yeah, or whatever. I love like getting world. down yeah. to the basics, like theory. Yeah. i love some theory. No, I shouldn't say I love some theory, but I just like I un- I like understanding the basics. Yeah, of what's going on? Mm-hmm. That foundation and building on that, and uh, inno- innovation as well. um So, learn f- figuring out these new things in whatever field I'm interested. I mean, I'm in. I want to. D- I wanted to do that, and so for me, my path was to pers my, the path to get there is to get a PhD for the field that I'm in, which yeah. is like the social science fields. Yeah. There's other fields where you don't have to do that. Um but for me that was that's more what drives me mm-hmm. because I see how um well actually a friend of mine was telling me about I forgot this this uh I guess they were a missionary maybe. But or maybe they weren't. I I don't know. But it was a doc I mean a, a autobiography that she was reading and in it the person was saying how um these like thoughts turn into like um systems or something to that extent and basically saying like these people that people that are in like the academic world right they figure out these new things you know right. and answers to these different questions or ways we can do stuff like um like in this in that situation they were talking about the constant concentration camps and how it's like somebody they invented this idea mm-hmm. which became now something evil right and it's like what's like these thoughts they can go either way to something good or something evil right but you need people in the academic setting that are followers of god or jesus um to direct how these thoughts are going as we learn about his world i mean god created it yeah nothing's new to him right so he knows all the, the <laughs> molecules and atoms and Whatever you know, he <laughs> understands all that, yeah, because he created it, yeah, and we're just learning about it. But how do we use what he's created? Yeah, and so in the academic world, you supposedly we're the ones that's supposed to be cutting edge, figuring it all out, and telling the world what's going on, right? So if we're we can easily like sway people with our with what we find out and right. we can make our research say whatever we want really which is what i've learned and i'm like how is this so subjective because i'm thinking you know research like this is it you yeah. know like you like you found the answer to whatever and now we got stuff coming out of saying this wouldn't ride or that wouldn't ride or you know uh it's so like you can make what you find say however you want to find i mean say what you want it to say
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if you're not led by um like a, a foundational like um mindset or like me like christianity yeah like, like follow if you're not you don't have that foundation of standing on kind of the reality of god and letting him guide you then again it's subjective what you find out it may be truth but what does that truth lead to you right know? Yeah, that's and good. so like understanding like what the concentration camps okay we see how we can create this whatever right but are we supposed to put humans in this like that's not that's we don't do that I mean, right. we understand now this this way of doing something but it's either evil we put humans in it or good we use it for something else i don't know why you use concentration camp for something different or how right i think they're talking about kind of like using this this chemical to like basically kill masses of people i think that's right what they're saying but i'm pretty sure that god did not have this chemical compound right to kill masses of people, exactly. Uh, but anyway, so I'm a, I'm like going down a, a rabbit hole. No, so I, that was kind of what this is what drives me because I want to bring truth into the world, I want people to see God clearer. And in the academic world, it's very secular and um, it's very it's also very me focused. But I know that because God is guiding me, there's going to be opportunities to bring Him glory through what, yeah, I figure out that he's guiding me to figure out. Right. And
1: I I wanted to add to that or kind of have a question for that because mm-hmm. I think um, something that you pointed out is I think sometimes the more intellectual people or the more people learn and, you know, learn more about the world intellectually, there's some weird fear that um, it, it may... you You learn all these things, you learn all these nuances, and you actually pull yourself away from your faith more. Um, But I think for you, and I've heard for other people, actually, the more they're learning and the more like intellect per se, you know, quote unquote, that they get, and the more they've gone to school and the more they've learned just the depths of the world and whatever field it is that actually, it's actually pushed them closer to God because they realize just so, which is kind of what you're saying, that just so many things are either subjective or... You know, there's so many holes in a lot of things that we just assume to be Mm -hmm. true Mm -hmm. or hear or understand. So I just kind of like how you mentioned that. Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, that is true. Um, And it has, as I've gone through my studies, um, I guess that was never really a concern of mine. Because I feel like as I've learned more, it just validates God's presence more and more. And who God is more and more. Um, But I also think that I've had... A, a strong community around me to keep me grounded and help help me build yeah. a good foundation, so yeah. that as I get all this this knowledge, I don't get puffed up with it, yeah. and I don't think, oh, well, you know, now I'm I can create this or I can whatever, you yeah. know, because that's not the case. Yeah, like he like he gives us different abilities and skills um, so that because we live in this fallen world, and he gives us these different abilities and skills and talents, really to. Draw those that are lost back to him. But mm-hmm. also, like, bring heaven onto this earth. And I know, like, within our church, like, we have um, uh, Scott Fiddler, And he talks about, like, kingdom civics, I think is what it's called. But anyway, basically how everything you do is pointed back to the kingdom of God. Yeah. And how really as christians we are supposed to bring heaven down here on earth yeah not physically and not like weird like (laughs) aliens but just like aliens but just like we're supposed to like we're supposed to transform right the environment that we're in Mm -hmm. wherever wherever environment that is Mm -hmm. um so that the reflect it reflects who god is Mm -hmm. and god's like imprint is on that area and so whether it be in school whether it be in your job, whether it be your community, wherever that's at, that's what a Christian is called to do.
1: Yeah, that's good. Okay, we're going to switch gears a little, actually a whole lot. Okay. Okay, so we're going to talk some, about some things that I know personally about you, but I want you to talk to the people about because I think it's great. Okay. Okay. Uh, so a couple of things. Um, You bought a house this last year. Two years. Two years
0: Almost ago. two years. Man, it yes. feels like literally yesterday. Because I'm a whole adult.
1: Uh, she why. is a whole <laughs> adult and a great one at that. So you mm-hmm. bought a house this year mm-hmm. um, and you are a single woman. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, not that those two things like necessarily correlate. I just kind of <laughs> want you um, to talk about just what it, kind of that avenue of um, being an older single woman, but also starting to do these quote unquote adulting things, like, okay, I'm just gonna like buy a house, live my life, you know, not waiting for this, what do you call him, like, guy? Boaz, that's what the Christians
0: say. <laughs> to come go get your Boaz. There you
1: go. Um, <laughs> yeah, to come like sweep you off your feet, that kind of thing. But I just mm-hmm. wanna talk about all that, mm-hmm. all that. So, how, first of all, how has um, it been hard, slash, not hard, slash, what have you learned? Mm-hmm. Being a single woman, um, do you mind sharing your age? Uh, I'm 31.
0: She's 31. Um, so she's she really is still young. But I caught how you peep. I, I people you said um, <laughs> an older single. I was like, you gonna make me people think I'm like 50. I or know she's not. She's like she's 31. But let's be honest, in our world today,
1: like when. Well, some people think, you know, if I'm not married, I'm too old. I'm 31. I'm not married yet. No, I get it. I you get know what it. I mean. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. has that ever been that has that ever been hard for you? Yes. Um
0: Yeah, it is. I would say that it still is hard, and I'll go I'll go back to because I think all of this will kind of come full circle, and I think with the house ownership that um that's a part of yes the story as well. Um, so I'll I'll go back to kind of when I. Like, I never wanted to buy a house and I was like I don't want to put down roots and I don't want to be like stuck anywhere because you didn't
1: want to live in Houston that's why I
0: didn't want to live in Houston <laughs> but also I was just I just in general I was like I'm not buying a house unless I'm married and he can buy the house because I'm not, I'm not tripping over no house I, I'm good in apartments and like renting right. rooms you know I'm was, <laughs> <And> renting rooms <laughs> yeah I was real basic minded but anyways um so yeah so that, that was my mindset and um re- so I went I switched because I used to work at CPS when I first got out of my master's program so I started working in the hospital systems and I had a manager who was also a realtor um and I worked around like it was I worked with the geriatric population and all my coworkers were like there was probably like a twenty year gap between the maybe even thirty year gap between me and the next youngest person in the in that department. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't say that. It was probably like twenty five. Twenty five sorry like thirty years. But anyway, so um <clears throat> I was seeing people that were reaching retirement age and but they couldn't retire. And my my manager was talking to me, um, and he was like, you know, talking about buying a house and all this kind of stuff. I was like, No, nah, I'm good. I don't really want a house, you know, maybe when I get married, but I don't don't want to put down roots. And he just, I don't think he was a Christian, but he just rebuked me on that. And he was just like, like, that's, he's like, that's not wise. Like, you don't basically say a house is not you setting up roots. A house is you investing in something. Right. So he breaks it down about how the whole home ownership works and how like the, the, the equity um, that you get in it, as well as this kind of the stability and how you can rent in different options. So I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, okay, I'm going to consider buying a house. And then I still was a co-worker to where she was an older single woman and she was trying to reach retirement, but she had to keep pushing it back because she did not own a house and she had to pay, afford her rent. And she wasn't going to get enough monthly to make all her bills whatever. Right so i see this and i'm like i don't want to be like that because like, i don't know if and when i'm gonna get married so <laughs> i'm not trying to be stuck out like that trying to retire but i can't retire <laughs> so i i end up like fast forward multiple things um i guess on the other side too is uh i'm very very passionate about my community and so i i am i, I was african-american black i don't the, these are one of those um Labels bother me, but just, just that's that is my my ethnic background, and so I my heart just is so driven to see us um progress and like live a fuller life and kind of break out of these different mindsets. So, anyway, so I'm looking at these areas to live in Houston, um, because I had I was applying for the PhD program and I knew I was trying to get into the medical center to work there, so I was just looking at areas around there. And they have this community called Sunnyside around there. And like when I went to, when I came to college, it was like don't nobody don't go to Sunnyside. Like yeah. just don't do it. I mean third war, but be careful in third war. Definitely <laughs> do not go to Sunnyside. Not at night and then not at night. Not in the day really. So anyway, so um, but I was looking and they were these these new homes being built. And I was like, Man, this area is so close to the medical center. It's so close to where I would be going to school. So I started considering it and just after a series of events. I ended up buying over in that community, right. um, and it's been great. And I and I've gotten heavily involved in the community as well because um, I just I see a lot of mindsets that need to be broken around with my neighbors and within that community that right. makes us really susceptible to gentrification and not reaping any of the benefits of gentrification. Um, but ha- but sitting on this land that's extremely valuable that people want. But us not realizing—when I say us, I mean us as a community—not realizing kind of like the gold mine we're sitting on. Yeah. And so we're just losing because yeah. we're selling it too low. Yeah. Or we're, or really we shouldn't just be selling it all. And we can direct what happens, but we're not empowered enough yeah. to do that. So anyway, so I got involved in the community, um, and just people are like, well, you know, because uh, I'm not trying to gas myself, but usually people uh, think I'm younger than what I look and so (laughs) it's true it's true and so they're like oh you're just like this young girl what what are you doing over here and then when they hear me talk they're like oh she probably is older than what she may look (laughs) (laughs) but um and so the the question is kind of what why are you doing all this stuff because i'm involved in the schools i don't have no kids in these schools i'm involved with the civic club i'm not one of the elders in the community yeah um but i want to as Scott Filler was saying like I want to transform my community and I want to bring God's imprint on this community right. and so if I'm going to do that I got to get involved in it and I can't be scared of my own people which yes. I think that that's the issue as well but anyways um, so I bought the house I'm in this but prior to buying this house the thought comes Linda, if you sit here being super independent <laughs> no dudes going to want all this <laughs> and, so, and so I'm like um this is it's it's a little it's a challenging okay it's a face step, and it's hard because uh, I'm tall, and it's, I think just my height just kind of isn't. How tall are you? I'm five ten. Okay. And so I think my height may is intimidating, you mm-hmm. know. And then also I have a, a bigger personality, and yeah. so I'm just like there's all these things I'm like oh they're just they're just messing me up, blocking me from getting my bow ass. And so <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like hey, I'm getting a house and then I'm getting a PhD, and it's like all these like intimidating factors are um just being kind of built up uh against me and really um just over just not over but just being prayerful and talking to other women just really being vulnerable and sharing this is kind of how I feel and these are the my concerns because I do want a family I don't want to be single forever um but I also feel this calling of what God is telling me to do and I feel like this calling is making me less um well not less but making me um not look as available to, yeah. it, to men. yeah um so anyways um and really the challenge is so you're gonna be obedient or you're not so because that's what it is <laughs> yeah. i mean you you can have you once all you want but you're either gonna be obedient and you're gonna be in god's will and you're gonna trust his path and his timing yeah or you're gonna try to make it on and you're still not gonna be, you're still not gonna get what you want because you're not in his will like his yeah, Like he's going to plant what he, what he's, well, I shouldn't say plant, but he, the time is going to come. And I'm believing that whoever God is going to bring me to, or bring, a, bring yeah, uh, have me marry or bring into my life, they're going to come at the perfect time. I, and I'm trying to hold on to that belief. And I get, there's times to where it gets discouraging um, yeah. because I am, being that I am 31, I'm not like early twenties. So a lot of my most of my friends they're married and they're having children and they have their families and they're not right. as available. And it's cause you're not all young and single and just, you know, trying to figure out life. Like you're in life now. Yeah. And so it is a feeling there is a like a kind of a left out feeling that yeah. does come. Um and it is heavy when it does come. And yeah. I don't like it. And I do struggle with it. And I have to reach out to women and be that I know that I'm that I'm close with like, this is what's going on. This is... I, I, I'm really struggling with this because I did not expect to be at this place. At this time, in my perfect plan, I was going to be married. Like, every... Have PhD. Every woman ever that has I mean, wanted to be married. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm like, man, this is, like... I don't know. God messed. He he. Must he have, messed up. No, he, he, he didn't read my script. <laughs> <laughs> see, so <laughs> so see, why are you, you over here making up the ad lib? I told you what's supposed to happen. Like this. Was, no, that, by this age, this is what we do. Whatever. That, no,
1: that's real. And I so there's a couple of things I want to point out that you said. One, being obedient, even though. So I think there's this sometimes this thing of I'm not going to do these things until like I have a family or right. I get married or I have a man. Um, and probably a lot more in Christian circles, honestly, maybe in not Christian circles. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, the, yeah, this is this idea of like, I there's certain things I want to do, but I don't want to do too much because I don't want to seem less available. Right. As mm-hmm. if men and maybe this is true to some degree, but as if men, if I do too much, men are going to not think I am like worthy of being mm-hmm. their wife. Yeah. Like, cause I'm too independent. So they're going to think I'm not going to want to be with them or mm-hmm. them lead me, whatever you want right, to call, right. Mm-hmm. call that. So, so I think Christian women sometimes like step back from what they feel led to do, but mm-hmm. that is like get more education or be upfront because they want to be married. Mm-hmm. And that's ridiculous. <clears throat> you know, that's <clears throat> crazy because there are so many men that, that don't, think that way but but then there are a lot of men that do at the same time which is really hard but
0: man i really don't know what's going on with the man population <laughs> I, speak, I can't speak to what they what the comments. what they think and don't I, think i can't i can't all yeah. i could do is be oh, obedient. obedient to what god is and trust that god mm-hmm. whoever because if god told me this is what i want you to do then um like he's going to provide for me every for everything that i need now right. it's I, i'm saying that I don't always like believe it. Like yeah, I don't always believe it. I'm not just like all like you know like rainbows and gumdrops. Like it's not that. Like I I like the the loneliness and the um the just feeling left out and just you know having to get off social media because everybody having babies and gender re- gender reveals and you know engagements like just having to really protect um your heart. Yeah, I guess I don't know if it's protecting my heart, but just protect the call that God's giving me. Because yes. these things are gonna pull me off track and they're yeah. gonna they're gonna make me start looking around and being like, Man, this is like I'm not this isn't right. Like I don't I don't wanna be in this place. Um but whenever every time I am obedient to God, like the fulfillment I get right is so much greater than when I'm wallowing in my frustration of not being with, not having with what I want. Yeah. And and I, I mean I forget that all the time and hopefully i i want to say as i got older it got better but it didn't because i forget it I, forget, <laughs> I still forget it and i have to have people pull me out of that hole and i but i think maybe i'm bouncing back quicker than i used to when i was younger snap <laughs> um, back quicker <laughs> yeah you know get back get back get my mind right in a better headspace uh but um no but it is it's that this it is a challenge and you but you have to be obedient because at the end of the day they say we all get seventy to eighty years on here, maybe I'm I may be aiming low, but <laughs> I don't know. We get here, and so but then we have an eternity to come, and all of this stuff here, like, it's not gonna matter, right? It's, I mean, it's gonna matter to a certain extent, but it's not gonna matter to where it's like end all be all, yeah, yeah. Because you know? like eternity is so much longer than seventy to eighty years, right? And then also, what you did with that time you had here that is what's going to be measured now within there there's a lot of joys and benefits and you know things that happen in relationships that god gives you but that is those um your blessings are not you receiving a blessing from god is not the measurement of did you expand my kingdom so god is giving you this you know okay that's great but he's not like oh you know what so since you got like 20 blessings from me, you did a really good job on, it. you know, no. like that's not what, that's not what he's measuring. What he's measuring is with the, how did you like further my kingdom? How did you transform your community for my kingdom? How did you bring heaven to earth? How did you like, like tell, share the gospel? Like, these are the things that he's measuring and these are the things that have weight. Um, And I, I guess, and so, I mean, I say it. And I hope, I say it to myself, and I hope, again, like, somebody's listening that may this may be encouraging. But just, it's, it's so much bigger than the blessings that we get. And I believe that, well, the Bible says that marriage is a blessing. Children is a blessing. These like, Those relationships are a blessing. And you have to believe that God's going to do that. Um, but I, that can't be my driving force day to day. I can't let that be no, what wakes you up. No, because
1: you drive yourself crazy. <laughs> no, you will, especially
0: when you don't have it. Because you're just like... <laughs> You can't live you get it. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you, you can't, like, that can't be, that can't be your focus. And yeah. you have to have people around you. Because for me, my greatest tool in sing- my singleness to keep me going has been the community around me. And being able to be vulnerable with other women um, and sharing where I'm at and what I'm going through. And it's not all single women either. Yeah. I'd say, I say probably the majority of them are married, married women. women. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe not. Of course, they probably got married earlier than I did, so they yeah. don't know the the challenges that I face of still being single at old. Well, yeah, I guess like later, at, um, later, later in life. Moment. Yeah, yeah they don't know those challenges. They don't know that, but it doesn't mean that they can't
1: come they alongside of you. Empathize, yeah, but
0: also have good insight, yeah, good because insight. It, um, and not it's not so much like man, you should enjoy your sickness because marriage. No, it's not that. It's just insight as to. Like we can see that you're 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 not the issue. You know? Yeah. Or we it's like timing. Like look at all this because I'm not thinking about that stuff because I'm in it and they're like look at all these they can see it be more objective because yes. they're looking from outside like a bird's eye view of, yeah. of what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
1: all of that is so good and I hope single. Pe- I'm a single person obviously too. Um, mm-hmm. um, that's interviewing and I hope single people really. Uh, listen to this. And this is not... And on this podcast, we have single people and married people and all the... And we talk about all kinds of things. But this specific topic, I think, is huge, especially... I'm 27. And so I'm a little bit younger than you. But I think it's just huge because I think it, there is this, like... I don't know. Th- this this avenue... And again, this specific... Those of you that may not be Christians, um, I think... I don't know how it is. But in... I know in Christian contact, a lot of mm-hmm. times, there's this avenue of like marriage is is
0: this end-all be-all it's like your life doesn't start until you yeah your life doesn't start until you get married or even like you're not you're not at your full full potential potential, yeah yeah or maturity until you get married until you get married and Mm -hmm. you're talking about as a gift or a blessing and
1: and um knowing that those things are relative honestly and how do we define gifts and how Mm -hmm. do we define blessings and can you really say that um because you haven't gotten this gift you that you want, that all these other things that the Lord has blessed you with are not legitimate. Right. You know, like, do, mm-hmm. why do we measure those things? And so, right. I, mm-hmm. I I really liked everything you said about that. Because, uh, seriously, I think that it's just, it needs to be said. And, this vulnerabil- vulner- vulnerability piece of that, it's still really hard. No, yeah. Even though we're fighting it. And it's really hard, like, if you were fighting this alone, it probably would not be possible to fight mm-hmm. like that
0: how community has had to play mm-hmm. a huge role and i would say i i think the fight is not singleness yes um i think the fight is really contentment and not um not having this not being so like what looking for the next step but finding the joys that are not even the joys like finding like the satisfaction um at every stage that you're in. Yeah. And so it's not, well, you know, when I get married then or or I can't wait to get past this season. Whatever. You know, like that's not it. But having like being whole at every state, you know? Yeah. Whole. And that, that and you're not whole if you're not like in it. In, like with God. Like I'm I'm say like in God's will. Yeah. If you're outside of it, you're not whole because you're not doing the the things that God will have you to do uh-huh. that would actually be bring um bring you to your fullest potential right so whether single married widowed whatever like just like like the the thing is not so much of let me battle this whatever i'm facing is you need to like um embrace or just kind of like this lean into like the contentment of being whole at that state
1: Yep. no Mm -hmm. i totally agree with that Mm -hmm. i like that's good yeah
0: you're good. Yeah, good. But good. I'm not saying I'm not trying to be Single I mean I'm not saying I'm trying try to be Married and I'm not like bashing and being Like don't don't worry about that don't think about It like that is a legitimate um, desire. desire and it's a Good desire and it's a natural desire Yeah because um, God if God created It then it's good <laughs> if God created it, So it's good but it's just Don't let that be your Driving force don't hold Back either certain things because You don't want to prolong that um time for you to get married because right. you just never know like the the things that like for me like maybe home ownership pursuing a higher degree um being taught maybe these are the things that some dudes like oh I've always dreamed about this you know yeah I know so you stability I love it <laughs> she has no business, business. no you best know, if, so you don't you don't know what God is sending you up for and you don't want to be a smaller you. So that you can get with somebody like if you're not fully who you are or that, that God will have you to be. Yeah. Then um, when it does come out with whoever you get with and they're like, wait, who? Uh, this is not who I married because you weren't you. <laughs> you weren't the full you. So like be who God has created you to be. Yeah. And don't apologize for it. Don't change it. Like you have to. Just it's have- not even have to like it's good. It's like what God if he created if he created you, then you are good. The, the creation of you is good because it, he wanted you and he valued yeah. your life to be. Yes. His. So don't like make yourself any smaller so that you can attract something that you probably don't even really want. Because right. they don't even know. Because
1: like then, that. Yeah. So then they're attracted to not
0: really you. No. They're attracted to yeah.
1: a version that you have created for yourself. Exactly. Which is so not so you,
0: can, so you can get them. And you don't want them. Like so, <laughs> what you want is the person that really like enjoys like the fullness of you and you can be comfortable yes. and open and, you know you can you can fight without fearing like oh my gosh am i gonna push him away or push her away because you know i've showed this side of me yeah that's a terrible life to live because you're not (laughs) it's not authentic you want to be authentic with whoever you're with and you want you need to be authentic with yourself there you Mm
1: go i believe that i always say that the season you're in is the season he wants you in yes at that moment so don't like that is his best for you at that time. Cause God always gives you what's best for you. And so if you're in a certain season and singleness is not the only season, that's the other thing. It's not like, it's not just singleness and married. Like there, I mean, there's other nuances of life that yeah. define seasons. And so whatever it is you're in, that's where he wants you. Um, okay. So I have one more kind of swish gear question for you as well. Okay. that I want to talk about. Um, so you play the guitar. Mm-hmm. When did you start learning how to play the guitar?
0: Um, I think I was, I think I was 25 or 26.
1: Okay. So I asked this because, so Melinda, y'all is like probably to me, like the most goal getter oriented (laughs) person. When she sets her mind to something, she does it. And you know, all the things that someone would say, oh, well, I haven't learned this or I I didn't start this when I was young. Melinda's like, I'm going to do it now. (laughs) and start it like pick up a guitar and learn it and now she plays the guitar in our um church band and you also have like a girl
0: band we're trying to get together you know they have a somewhat girl band yeah we're going to get together but that's
1: inspiring to me because Uh i want to play the violin and i keep thinking like you know like the time has passed like i didn't play over time i didn't and I'm just
0: so inspired by that. But what made you... <laughs> I know it's a little thing. Well, I would say if your brain is working, you could probably learn new things. So that's... <laughs> <first> thing. <laughs> if your brain is dead, then you can't learn nothing else. <laughs> but, so. Or if you have arthritis, probably that wouldn't work either. But, um, no, but
1: I, it's, just, it's just... What made you just say, okay, I want to pick up the guitar. i like, learn it, made. learn it.
0: Okay. So, okay. When I was a kid, I did play the cello. And I dibble-dabbled with the drums, and I did, not, I did not like the piano. My mom set us up with piano lessons, and I just I was like, it's so many keys, it's so far. I, I just don't want to do that. <laughs> drums are cool. It's so many keys. There's a lot of keys on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but drums are cool because it's like the beat, blah, blah, whatever, but I, it didn't, it didn't work it out. It didn't pan out. No. So um, I what got me, I maybe, I think I wanted to, um, I think I had saw multiple people, or maybe because when I started going like to a, uh, what is it, uh, what is it called, like a contemporary Christian church or whatever, that was like the instrument that really like grabbed my attention, and I just loved the uh, acoustic guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. Um, and then I saw Rob, he was playing too, and I was like, Black Folk's playing the guitar like that? Okay. That's a friend of ours. Yeah, Shout so, out to Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. I want, well, I, I like the way that it sounds. I like like the little how you can just have so many different um like genres and that you can play on the, the, with the guitar yeah this depends on like your strumming and like the the kind of like the the method that you're using to play and the the chords that you hit strumming but anyway so um so i decided i was like i'm gonna buy a guitar i'm a i want to pick it up so i found a teacher that was um a part of this a community group i used to be a part of um but that really didn't pan out because it was more like me um <laughs> it was not like it was me watching him play so I was like, Hi, i'm not p- paying for like personal serenade times or whatever like i'm trying to learn how to play this instrument and so so then from there I, I got the very basics and i was able to build off of that and then aisha uh Darwa, she found out about me playing and so she was like you should play for worship and i was like yeah i'm good so after a while finally i did play for like not, not the worship team but it's like the the, uh like it's now called unhinged prayer but just like the prayer night and i (laughs) wait wait. i've grown a lot since then (laughs) was (laughs) the first experience was a little
1: a little awkward
0: yeah it was (laughs) like What is that? I tried, I tried though, and then and you know Christian folks are so supportive. They're like, oh my God, you felt the spirit? You didn't. <laughs> you didn't. You did not feel the spirit. You know I was off. You know I
1: hit. You know I hit the wrong note. Yeah. You, you know did. I. Oh.
0: <laughs> but they were just like, trying to back you up, girl. <laughs> they, they were trying to gas me, so I didn't quit. But anyway, so finally, yeah, I just kind of, I, I did. um... Audition for the worship team and they were very gracious because they did not put me out there immediately I, i'm probably the only person that took months before they actually put me out there because <laughs> <laughs> it's like having a baby in an incubator it's like just grow a little bit more but they were persistent no i was persistent. Uh, okay she <laughs> like, keeps showing up guys we gotta,
1: we gotta work with it <laughs> but here's the thing Y'all, I'm dying. But here's the thing. Your <laughs> persistence, it's funny though, but it's a good thing because so mm-hmm. I think your persistence has gotten you where you are today no, with, it has, with yeah. all
0: the things. Yeah. And I
1: think that's a trait that we could all learn yeah.
0: from. It's like, okay, you know. Just, yeah, don't be scared. of Don't be scared. Now, again, like my learner piece does like play a role in that. But don't don't be scared of something out of the norm and or just kind of maybe not what you grew up in. I'm not, sorry, not grew up in. What, you're, what you know about, what you're used to. Like be okay with taking a face step or just doing something not crazy like harmful but just like i want to learn something new like you i want to learn the violin do it like there's nothing stopping you like of course it's going to take some time for you to get there yeah and i think that kids may pick up stuff easier because they ain't got nothing else to do i mean they, they just what you gonna do watch tv or be on your phone so what else and do school okay? exactly we work we volunteer we got families like there's a lot of other responsibilities we have on our plate besides just learning how to play an instrument right so like, it is more I mean it's gonna you have to make the time for it unlike a kid that just can do this whatever but you can learn muscle memory still I brought that up because I'm just trying to tell people you know change your career you're not too old to change your career career or pick up an instrument start traveling buy buy a house like No, you not, you not, you not too old to do these things, and like these are. And she's the poster child
1: for this stuff because she's like, (laughs) when I want to do something, I'm gonna do it.
0: I've i been trying though; it don't always work out. I've had a lot of failures, and "Mm, And failures okay. (laughs) That's true because you learn from your failures. So failures okay, like yeah. But if you never try, you're never gonna know. Like just. You just try it and just see what happens. and See what happens. If it doesn't work out, learn from it. But you know what? And I'm seek not going to do that again. And seek
1: a little bit of wisdom. Because some people might tell you, <laughs> you may not want to sing on stage or something. Yeah.
0: Because I'm not a singer. So that was another thing with the with the prayer nights. I was singing too. It's not, I'm not a singer. I know. I need a, I, I'm not a singer. I would Wait. like to be, but I'm not.
1: But you learn, you know, you have people yes. in your corner Yes, that yeah. tell us these things lovingly. Yes. I'm yeah. not a singer either, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we let people sing, let those people sing, and we do other things. Yes. Yeah. We do other things that we're good at. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so we've neared the end of the podcast. Okay. So I have two questions for you that I ask everybody. Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. If you could go to lunch with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be and why?
0: Okay. So I would go to lunch with... Um, Felicia Rashad. Claire Huxtable. Yes. Oh, Cosby Show. Yes. Okay. She's lovely. Why? Because she's awesome. And I really like her. And I think I like that. I like how, like, I feel like I look at her, I'm like, she's such a lady. And she just kind of carries herself. I I don't know what she may have done outside of, like, her being in the limelight. But what I've seen, it just seems like she presents herself in a very, like, together, mannerable, ladylike way. I think that she is intelligent. She knows Spanish. And that's cool. Um, so she got a little culture in her that we don't even know about. There you go. Yeah, but um and she's so she's so pretty. I just think she has a, a good spirit. I have never met her. I don't think I've ever seen an interview with her. But I just think that she's a great person. And I would like to do have lunch with her. So if you're listening, Felicia. Yeah, I will, Felicia. Come to Houston. I want to have lunch with you. <laughs>
1: so there she is, and we have all the good restaurants, so she'll, she'll we take do you have to some fun. Yes. Isn't she she's from Houston. Is she? Ah, I is she from Houston? I could have sworn she's from Houston. I think Houston. she may
0: be from Houston. Oh, girl, come oh, on. Oh, Melissa, come home. Come she, may be, she may already be here. I don't know. Oh, we're going to find I'm to have to go look out for her. Come then. home, girl. Yeah.
1: We, uh, we're trying to have lunch with you. Well, Melinda is. I mean, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to, too, but
0: I'll let Melinda have her moment, <laughs> and then she'll text me, and I'll come on yeah, over. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It depends on how good the conversation. because it may be, like, one of the one-on-one situations that wow. more,
1: like, she private. Is literally... <laughs> Basically said, no, don't come. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Okay. okay. So the next question slash statement is, um, I'm all about encouragement and I love it. So um, on this podcast, I have every guest encourage someone as if they're sitting in front of them. Mm-hmm. So you would only pick one person, mm-hmm. Uno, Uno Mas, um, and you can say their name. You don't have to, um, but we, I want you to encourage them literally as if like they're sitting in front of you right now. Like, what would you say to them? Okay. So you say, so-and-so, blah, 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 blah.
0: Okay. I can say her name. So it's my little cousin, Taryn. Um, She's been battling cancer uh, for the past two years, I think. And so we had some not-so-good news this week. But so if Taryn was here, I would say, um, remember what God told you. I'm standing with you. Um, and believing in that even if you're at the point to where it doesn't seem a reality anymore mm-hmm. and uh, we are praying for you you're so strong you're so lovely we just love you and we are believing God for a miracle and um i have i i I will pray against doubt that God will not bring a miracle um because I believe that you're he values your life and you you have your life he there's just things that he wants to do because of just how strong your faith is at such a young age so we are praying for you we love you um i can't wait to see you in maybe a month or so um and so you're great you're a cool kid
1: (laughs) taryn we're praying for you and we love you i don't know you but i'm praying for you (laughs) awesome okay so say bye to everybody all right bye everybody thanks for coming